0: Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah, please be seated. How are you? How was your day? It's good to be with you. Amongst many things we learn from the temptation of Jesus, one of the most important things we learn is Bible interpretation. I mean, it's important to learn Bible interpretation from that. That when Satan says to Jesus, jump from the pinnacle of the temple, that's Bible application. Wrong Bible. That's an example of wrong Bible application. Jump from the pinnacle of the temple, for it is written... He shall give his angels charge over you. So listen, in theology, in the science of Bible interpretation, hermeneutics, there are things to consider, to, to be considered. Number one, how was that truth explained? Number two, how was it applied? Guess what? Satan didn't lie. It was really written Psalm 91. He shall give his angels charge over you. But listen, the application was wrong. This is where spiritual maturity and what I metaphorically call brilliant fire comes in. Where Jesus says, yeah, you are right. Even though it is written written that he shall give his angels charge over you, it is not reason enough for you to jump from the pinnacle of the temple because it is also written Meaning the Word of God must balance out with each other, Scripture interpreting Scripture so that we now get God's consistent thought and plan for our lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's very important. Otherwise, in your advancement of religion, you become horrible and you won't know it. It happens gradually. You are no longer a normal person and you don't... I've seen this many times where you see someone who had been lame for 38 years. How many years? You see the person carrying his bed and walking and you know what comes to your religious mind? Why are you walking on the Sabbath? That's what came to their mind. Do you know how horrible you have to be to lack empathy to the point... Where that's what comes to mind. Where even the things that should, you see, let me tell you something. And that's one thing that the earthly ministry of Jesus really exposed. How that somehow people who didn't have prior religious experience embraced God easily. (laughs) They embraced God. They were the people who had great faith. Maybe you have not noticed this. Check almost all the time Jesus marveled at the faith of someone. Almost all the times they were non-Jews. The Roman centurion, the Syrophoenician woman, they were all non-Jews. The Samaritan woman, because somehow with the Jews, there was something about their religion that made them even poorer disposed. To God. You can be so blinded by good. Are you getting what I'm saying? So blinded by good that it doesn't do you any good. And that your your good becomes evil spoken of. And that your light becomes darkness. And Jesus says, how great is the darkness. And that your salt has lost its savor. And it's now good for nothing but to be put on the floor and trodden underfoot. That's the bane of religion, it's something to really watch out for. So, now, when it comes to the subject of divine leading, I've heard a lot of well meaning teachings on it, but people have gotten worse. (laughs) Families have been destroyed. People have become, begun to act like psychiatric patients. You know, what even reinforced my need to teach on this? On Sunday after the service, you know, someone came to, to church. And listen, I'm even, I'm appreciating her for asking. Because feedback is important so I can teach you right. And she said, yeah, I've heard all that you said on... Divine leading, but sometimes it's very mm. difficult to distinguish because many times I hear voices in my head. Stand up, sit down. Ah. In my mind, I say, "This yaba left. Yabba left. This is not what I'm teaching." We've all been there, growing spiritually. Maybe you read one book. Let's not lie. When you read "Good Morning Holy Spirit," you know. I'm not saying the book is a bad book, but you can get to an extreme. You now say, Holy Spirit, what cloth do I wear? Holy Spirit, what do I cook? Holy Spirit, you don't they mad? <laughs> you know, I, I saw someone you know in school then. I was just looking, I was too shocked to talk. He said, Me and the Holy Spirit are so close, I gave him a pet name. I call him baby Ah. <laughs> I said, you know, <laughs> you have, you <laughs> they have left you behind. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <You know? laughs> and so there are some checks and balances God is so kind he's not afraid of you testing what you claimed. he said these checks and balances he's the one that put them So that you can test. Because don't forget, I've taught you before, that the devil pretends to be an angel of light. Many false religions started by what they thought was a genuine encounter. Many of them, by the descriptions, you know, they saw demons. And they thought they heard God. So there must be an intelligence. You you test it. There are simple tests. Come on, are you with me? If you see an angel in the Bible, let me tell you something. The way they excel in strength, their brilliance, you know, their splendor, your flesh might push you to want to worship. It's a real thing. But before your knees hit the floor, the way they will rebuke you, they, you know, you don't worship anybody but God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Any angel that collects worship is not of God. It doesn't matter how real the vision is, how much of an angel it resembles. These are checks and balances. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are ways to test. There are questions to ask. If in your so-called vision, you are walking with God, or you saw Jesus, if he contradicts the scriptures, the scriptures are more real than that vision. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are some things you will say, and then you will rebuke. Do you understand? Even though you also have to know the word of God well, otherwise, like Peter In a vision, God will say, Take it. And you say, No, Lord. You know, some people are so bent in their religion, they correct God. (laughs) Peter said, No, Lord. How's that for an oxymoron? No, Lord. (laughs) Because lordship means you obey. And you say, No, Lord. Religion is bad. So, what are the things you must understand? I cry all the time because these ministers' training people have been asking for, when it finally happens, we will talk. (laughs) We will talk. There are some things that need to be addressed. How a man can have a family, you know, be doing well in business. All of a sudden, God calls you, quite all right, good. God said, resign. Resign. You know, now you resign, you put all the load on your wife. What is the plan? Are you with me? Listen, I'm not saying it is always wrong. But some people just hang on God said to be irresponsible. And some of them not unintentionally. Because there are... hmm, wrong patterns in fact some things that others got away with narrowly but they teach on it and have made it law and you practice it and people suffer somebody was telling my wife he said our son is 12 years old my husband has not bought a shirt for him before I'm not talking about school fees I'm not talking about house rent shirts slippers can we talk this evening? so there's, there's some checks and balances you've never heard God before the first time you heard God He told you to resign from your job and just trust Him. Just trust. I'm not saying you are wrong. I'm saying we have every right to scrutinize. Are you getting what I'm saying? True prophecies can be verified though. They are verifiable. First time God... Was talking to you, he was telling you who to marry, how convenient. God said, You are my wife. What else has God told you in this your life? That you have track records, track records. So don't be surprised if people stop listening to you when you say God said, We we should look for track records. And listen, so when we talk about checks and balances, because I know when I'm preaching good like this. The person in charge of time will just be fast-forwarding. If now prayer now, you go slow. <laughs> but, so let me just move fast. So the first check and balance. Have you not noticed? <laughs> the first check and balance is growth. Come on, are you with me? Oh my god, this is so important. Oh. This is this is a teaching on discernment. What did I say? The first check and balance is, and what I mean by this is. That by divine providence, before God will make you make a major risky decision, he will give you smaller opportunities to test your faith, to grow your faith in preparation. Do I need to check that again? I said it from my heart, so... But no problem, let's try. By the providence of God, before God will make you make major risky decisions, he will give you ample opportunity with smaller decisions so that you can grow your faith in preparation. Come on, are you with me? So, the first time God speaks to you, he's not telling you to fight Goliath for God's sake. You must have fought the lion and the bear. This is so important. And when you were fighting the lion, you were doing it in private. Ah, Are you getting this? There were no cameras, no lights. You were building competence in secrets. Competence in sec- nobody was there. It was in the wilderness. That's why you developed faithfulness. That's why you developed character. That's why you developed competence. Nobody was there. You killed a lion. Nobody clapped for you. The news did not carry it, but you were growing. You were preparing. You killed a bear. Nobody clapped for you. No promotion came. You were preparing. You were building your curriculum vitae. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh Because you see, there are some jobs that you will not get without experience. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's some jobs that you won't get. And so even when it comes to the call to ministry, Paul says... He must not be a novice. Have you read 1 Timothy 3 very well? So listen, the next time you want a job and they say five years experience, don't be angry. Even the Bible does it. There is a level of ministry you are not permitted to do without some experience. He says if you do it without experience, you will be lifted with pride and you will fall into the snare of Satan. This this is... This is the verdict of someone with experience. He has seen many people go through that and end up this particular way. Are you with me? So God will test you with the smaller things. Since we're talking about ministry, I can as well start talking about it. You know, maybe you've been obsessing about the day you will hold the mic and lead prayer. You don't know who God is. God rewards the secrets. He sees the secrets and rewards openly. Let me tell you something. If the limelight has not come, that thank God the limelight has not come. When the limelight is not there, that's all the time to make all the excuses, the scrut- make all the mistakes. The scrutiny will kill you. <laughs> Make all the mistakes now. Preach all your worst sermons in a bus. Preach them. (laughs) Rachel, they will forgive. It's not recorded. Go and preach it. Go and preach it on the streets. Make all the mistakes. Let them abuse you. Learn character. Let them pursue you. It's part of the story. Come on, are you with me? (laughs) If the first time you have the opportunity to interpret a dream like Daniel, it is Pharaoh's dream. You want want to start with Pharaoh. You are in trouble, oh, Because Pharaoh does not have joy. (laughs) He does not tolerate errors. You you see, I'm sorry to say, it's not like this time you just say... (laughs) In a room of 10,000 people, you say, there's someone here, you experience menstrual cramps, all those kind of words of knowledge. I am not you know, in a room of 10,000 ladies. (laughs) You know, I'm not talking about probability. Those kings, they were very wicked. (laughs) Those kings, they were very wicked. They, They will call you, they say, I dreamt a dream. Tell me the dream. Then interpret it. You know, guesswork. (laughs) You will first tell me the dream. Ah, ah! (laughs) Praise the Lord. You don't test before Pharaoh. Because all those kings, they have protocol. They don't work with novices. See, when there was, see, when Daniel was going to be appointed, there was a process. Don't bring them to me first. He got trainers. He says, train them first the way of the palace. Teach them to be royalty before you bring them to me. And that's what God does. He polishes you. He refines you. Some of us are quick to run away from the nursery. Stay there! Stay there! Listen, I've been there. Everyone Everyone wants the big things. When God told me that I was going to pastor a church in year two in the university. Ah, I, was, I almost lost interest in everything. I went to the back of the hostel. I prayed. I cried. God, why are we wasting each other's time? Yeah, and there's a way you can religiously blackmail God. Uh, so I'm learning in civil engineering, building technology, and souls are perishing. God, are you sure your priorities are right? <laughs> I cried. I said... He said, stay, 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 stay. After we finished, by providence, he made me walk one year. Ministry had started on the side, but I walked. Do you know? Oh my God. Can I talk freely? You know, many pastors, (laughs) the ones who had the opportunity to walk, the difference always shows. The difference always shows. Many pastors don't understand simple laws like compensation. Do you understand? If you struggle with things like compensation, just to pay people, just to reward people for service, you have not worked before, that's why. You don't know how these things go. It's not for the Lord, it's for the Lord. You will kill people. (laughs) You will kill people. If you don't understand things like holiday, you know, because in ministry you, know, you walk from sun up to sun down, and then you know when people want to go home, seven p.m. You say you are, you are not you are not in the Lord's I army. Mean. You are not in the Lord's. <laughs> just some. Don't forget what we're talking about: divine leading and what. Sometimes the Lord just gives us some experiences so that we can be refined, so that we can last. We can last. I worked in Julius Bega. So, there was a project we ran that year. Someone built a house, 13 billion. Are you listening to me? My mind exploded. You, do you, see, there was a, that was not the one that annoyed me. There was a couple that invited Julius Bega for minor maintenance. Julius Beggar swept their floor. It cost about 10 million. Okay, change this socket. Honey, do you think this we should paint this place? Ha <laughs> ha. I said, okay. You know, with my helmet, I was right. Okay. <laughs> I said, See, you know, you know, when religious people, when you buy mic in church and they're angry, why is pending. You have not seen, you know. <laughs> you have not seen life, that's why. Your mind is and God can't work with you. There are some things you need to go out. When God wants to call Abraham, he'll first give you exposure. Look, look at the stars. Count it. Open your mind. <laughs> Open your mind. There was a project we wanted to do. They imported sand. They didn't use sand from this country. Are, are you listening to me? <laughs> so, So... It gave me perspective. How much more the Lord? How much more the Lord? Don't run away from your experiences. All of them, cumulatively. Now, many of you, you have many talents. You don't know what to do with them. All of them, like a crescendo, they are leading you into God's plan. Do you know why David could go to Saul to persuade him to allow him to fight Goliath? What took him to the palace? was music. Are you aware? Some of you, you just have a music gift on the side. You are frustrated because you know it's not bringing money. <laughs> so, you're wondering, so why God, why did you give me this gift? You you just don't know how or where it will be needed. So, even if at the end of the day you are going to be a king and a prophet unto God, it is that musical that will give you that cordial relationship with Saul in the first place. So that you can explain that you have a lion and bear experience. Everything works together. Everything. If you jump the process, you will know what you are missing. Don't jump the process. Allow God take you through that season of growth. Because guess what? At the end of the day, even if you can indeed fight Goliath, if you don't have experience, no sensible king will put the faith in his kingdom in your hand. In the, in the hand of a young boy that I can do it. It's not ginger. It's not all those motivation videos you watch that David will just say, ah, he's just listening to it with his airport, and he just feels hype. Like, Let's go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the king will say, leave this place. You don't think we're joking here. But when you say, I have killed a lion and a bear, uh-huh. you must come highly recommended in the palace. Ah, the court bearer must say, I know someone. I met him at a low place, oh. in prison. But he interpreted my dream with accuracy. Pharaoh, sir, he doesn't look like it. We'll have to clean him up to bring him here. Dave, Daniel needed a haircut. I just have needed a haircut. I beg your pardon. They needed to clean him up. But see, forget packaging, sir. If you bring him here, <laughs> if you bring him here, I, I think you are getting it now. No noise, competence. 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 Don't brand prematurely. Build competence. Stay with the growth. Don't start competing with people you should be learning from. Are you listening to me? Uh Celebrate others. Stay in your process. For God resists the proud. Please, are you listening to me? God resists the proud and does what to the humble. He gives grace. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due season. What did I say is number one? Uh So, you are not exactly thrown off your feet. You You might not have seen a challenge that big, but you must have handled something before. You must. You must. You must. You must. You must. As a student... I looked from the balcony of one of the tallest buildings in the school. And the Lord said, I'm going to create an opportunity for you to be a blessing to every student in this school. And I said, Lord, how? He said, I will tell you how. And so one day, I was lying on my upper bunk there, just double bunks, you know, and the Lord spoke to me to start a devotional. I jumped down. I began to pray in the spirit voraciously because it came like a hammer. You know, it hit me. I just knew. And that was my opportunity to mentor everybody, you know. So now, how do we start? Devotional. If it is print a book, you print it. You know, it's in your CV. I wrote a book. Whether people bought it or not, you know. (laughs) know? But when it comes to something recurrent, ah, every month. And so we started. Until a time came. We were selling 1,000 copies in 30 minutes. Are you listening to me? So, these were the small... By the time I was graduating, my faith was different. Do you understand what I'm saying? My spiritual capacity was nothing like what I looked like physically. I was was speaking to someone who had been in ministry for about 15 years. He said, you talk like an elder. That's what he said. (laughs) The experience was thick. (laughs) In final year, the Lord said, print 10,000 copies, give it out free. Are you listening to me? So these were the things that the Lord was using to expand my heart. Expand my capacity. Then he said, go and start a church in this place. You know, like, like a campus fellowship for a university and we went to negotiate, they said you will pay 80,000 naira per service. 2011. <laughs> when you do ministry by faith, you. As people are giving offering, you are speaking tongues. Like... <laughs> because, because you know that if the Lord does not move, there's trouble. <laughs> you know? So, ah, God. <laughs> And we used to all cack up, you know. But it's okay, you know. Pastor Mike, in post court, you know. They we'll be looking fine like this. The car will not start. <laughs> so with that fine sort, we'll now be pushing. But you know me, Gio, I'll be gingering them. Push, well done, well done. Or I'll be helping them push stone. <laughs> I know they'll push everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know you know it was all part of the process remember one week we didn't know how we're going to pay the next week we went to visit you know one man of god just casually you know and he just brought out a check wrote you know for the next exact amount we needed for the next week that's how we're paying and so when the church eventually started we did that for like one month you know in that place. When the church eventually started in Ikotu and after one year, the Lord said, "Move to Silver Bay cinemas." <laughs> you know, it's later on. Some people told me they confessed years later that when I we had workers meeting, and I told them we are moving to Silver bed. All of them said, "Yes, yes, Lord." <laughs> that when I left, they said, "We know it won't work, but <laughs> we will support Pastor. We will go. After one month, they will pursue us, but." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, but but the reality is what we were paying, what we struggled to pay as rent for one year, we were now we're not supposed to pay every quarter. Why did I have the capacity to dare that? Even though I had not dared anything that was that big, but I had my own lion and bear experience. You get what I'm saying? All those little things. Built in me some tenacity. God will not just kill you with one vision and say, Go and buy Twitter. <laughs> you, will f- <laughs> you will first buy a recharge card for your babe. You will start from there. It's the Lord speaking. Uh-huh. You will start like that. Small, small responsibility. You will give offering in church. <laughs> That's how you start. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Amen. I said number one is what? You see what I'm saying? Look at time. Number two, corroboration. Corroboration. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. What did the Bible say? Every truth shall be established. Corroboration. God does not shy away from corroboration. He does not. He does not. He does not. This is not a, good, a, a perfect example, but as imperfect as Gideon was, you see the patience of God. Eh, God? You want me to go and fight? Okay, okay. I will put a cloth outside. If there is dew everywhere except the cloth, I know you sent me. In other words, Lord, you've said it before, but maybe you said once have you spoken, twice have you heard. Let me just hear one more time. Let's know. And this is not lack of faith, though. If God has spoken to you unequivocally, once is enough. But if you are not sure, you have every reason to ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I, um, I just want clarity. It's, not, it's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong. Don't just come home. After you have three children and a wife, God said I should resign. You know, some people they will just talk to you somehow at work. You will just be annoyed. You just resign. Those are single behaviors, oh once you have children. Your perspective must change. uh, You see, that's something thing you're calling abuse. (laughs) uh, We're just playing now. (laughs) When you have responsibilities, you are no longer permitted to be sensitive. Are you listening to me? You take it like a man. You say, shut up. Yes, sir. Make it like a man later. God will reward you. <laughs> because, you know, you say, eh, God, it vexed my spirit. You know, I've been saying selfish, untrained people. Any small thing. It's convenience you're after. You are using the spirit of God to pamper yourself. Once it's tough, I just sense that God is not in it. <laughs> I just sense. And that's why when we say that the leading of God comes with ease, it's a different type of ease. I'm not talking about the absence of trouble. I'm talking about an ease without explanation where you are going to the cross and you're saying, don't worry, it's the time and the hour of darkness. That's real ease. I'm not talking about it being easy. I'm talking about ease. There's a difference. Come on, are you with me? This is so important. Because if you're talking about ease, when Jesus said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death, it was in the will of God. It was still the will of God for him to die. It was not easy. He had to handle it in the place of prayer. So the fact that to relocate is easy, that's not the ease I'm talking about. Please, are you with me? Yes, Corroboration. Corroboration. In the book I wrote, Leading Six You, I don't know how many of you have not read it. Be honest. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I want to beg you. I'm not trying to sell a book. Please get it and read. You know, in one of the chapters, I wrote on how to interpret dreams. And you see, there is something very important I noticed in the Word of God. That one of the simple ways to know that a dream is from God, for instance, I'm not saying if it doesn't happen this way, it's from, not from God. But it's one of the simple ways, recurrent ways, is that it happens more than once. So when Acts chapter 10 the Bible says that the trance happened 3 times. How many times? And there is an interpretation to that. You know what? Let me let me let me just read that to you. This was a side note. I didn't plan to say this, but God help us finish today. Please, are you learning anything? All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Eating in the Dream. Yeah, I talked about it. Good book. Look at Genesis chapter 41. We might not be able to read the whole thing, but let's just look at this text. Genesis chapter 41 verse 32. Context. Pharaoh dreamt twice. Twice. He had two dreams in two different ways. You know, oh my God, Joseph also lent, oh my God, lent by personal experience. The first dream he had, he saw seven, no, sorry, 12 stars bowing before the sun, right? And then in the second dream, he saw 12 sheaves bowing before one sheave in the middle, Corroboration. And so when Pharaoh dreamt twice, this is what the Bible says in Genesis 41 verse 32. Please read as loud as you can. One, two, go. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. So listen. So the fact that he dreamt twice meant what? It's established. God wanted you to know beyond reasonable doubt that this is what he's saying. This is what he's saying. So it's just just an observation. So even with dreams, God likes to corroborate. And sometimes, the corroboration is one dream and one other sign. You get what I'm saying? I am of the personal opinion that you shouldn't make any life-changing decision based on a dream. Because the dream realm can be manipulated. If you think about something when you are awake, you can dream about it. And then, so there are dreams that are just natural. You just ate too much. There are dreams that are of the devil. So dreams are still subject to discernment. That's why you should want... So after... Peter saw the trance three times. When he woke up, God now spoke to him audibly. There are people outside waiting for you. Follow them, doubting nothing. So I'm telling you this so that you understand. When you feel like you're not exactly sure and you want to pray again, don't feel like you are disobeying. Don't feel like you are sinning. You are not wrong to want corroboration. Amen, somebody. And it's a small thing for for, for God. The third one I want to talk about is confirmation. It is what? Please, what did I call it? And I think I can stop here. But listen. (laughs) It doesn't matter how devout you are. When your girlfriend of three years, the person you are spouse to, comes and says, I'm pregnant, but it's not what you think is the Holy Ghost. Is that what happened or not? I don't know why you're laughing. You know, that, no, actually, the Holy Ghost just came on me. And that's how it happened. The Bible says, Joseph was a devout man. So he believed that. Is that what the Bible said? He says he was a devout man. So he broke up silently. <laughs> that's what the Bible says. He didn't want to embarrass her and that's something church people need to learn. The fact that you broke up does not mean Twitter must know. And you now write a thread. <laughs> Men are <has> "Come Thread. <laughs> there is no need for that. They broke up silently and just moved on. And you know what the Bible says? The same angel that came to Mary came to Joseph in a dream. Are you get what I'm saying? God is so intelligent. Are you aware that after Joseph knew, Mary stopped dreaming. Every other instruction came to Joseph. Flee to Egypt came to Joseph. Return came to Joseph. That's the brilliance of God. So listen, if God wants you to do something very daring and that's why some of you fight, you just come up and say, honey, I want to tell you something. You're talking to your wife, huh? Oh? The Lord said, as should resign, the moment you say resign, she knows they hear anything again. And you will not, you will not be saying, she's not supporting. Support what? Understand that the Holy Ghost can talk to her. He can. Let me tell you something. That Abuja move, you know what made it easy? God told her first. <laughs> I like this God. <laughs> I like this, go true. God told us. He was, I was even the one that was arguing at first. I was just doing, you know, some work in the house. And Jesus said, has the Lord told you anything about Abuja? I said, Abuja, he said, pray about it. I was even annoyed. <laughs> what an incentive thing to say. We just moved to be a bigger venue in Lagos. We are trusting for money to even pay. You are talking about another venue. Pray about it, bowel. I see. It's very easy. Oh my God. Don't doubt this God. Though. If it is something that you have to do, you know, as a family. It's a small thing for God to give multiple confirmations. Small thing. Small. Don't now be fighting and say, you don't really support me. You know, They have every, because they also have a scripture to hold on to. Anyone that cannot take care of his family is worse than a what? That's the, that's the word of God also. So they have every right to want a plan because they did not marry by faith. They married by planning. Uh-huh. So the fact that you had a supernatural vision does not mean that it is unintelligent. It can be supernatural, but there can be a pattern. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is a very important. When God says go, it is not a sin to say how. I have children, how will they feed? I have a wife, how will, how will I take care of her? It is not a sin. When God told Moses, "Go help Pharaoh, <laughs> let my people go. He asked a very important question. Some of you have not learned to ask questions. How will Pharaoh believe me? How will Pharaoh believe me? Please help me nudge the person by your side. See, it's allowed. You can ask questions. It's allowed. It's allowed. How? How will Pharaoh believe me? And then he says, what is that in your hand? Drop it. Now that's a strategy. Drop it. When you pick it up, it's going to turn back to a serpent. You know, so he gave him signs. You're allowed to ask questions. You're allowed to seek confirmations. Very allowed. Very allowed. Check and double check. Check and double check. Check and double check. As I begin to round off, another thing that you must also learn is what to do when God is silent. It's a one resounding quote that I thought I understood years ago, but I understand even deeper now. Bishop David O'Reilly would always say, God gave you a brain so that you can give him rest. You are not spiritual asking God every single question. What will Jesus do? Stupid question. (laughs) He literally gave you dominion Meaning he expects you To have initiative And to take initiative God's concept of dominion Is not that he creates a man For whom you would do everything At the end of the day That's not dominion That's not dominion Please, are you listening to me? Uh eh that's not dominion. Thank God for people who had supernatural encounters. I was taken up into the third heavens. And in a spiritual aircraft, Holy Ghost airwaves, I went to Edo State, to Ecoma University, to a classroom. They were having a class on, on industrial chemistry. And I saw a lady to the left side, close to the window, wearing a pink top and a black skirt. And the Lord said, Behold your wife. Thank God for that. I'm not saying you are wrong. It's possible. But two things... I, 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 I'm glad God gave me this sense early. And may i like to observe. Two things. Number one, the fact that you discovered something, someone supernaturally, does not mean you will have a good umu. Uh, maybe you have not correlated. In Acts chapter 13, the that we read all the time, verse 2, God said, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work whereunto I have called them. Much later, you started hearing Paul and Silas Paul and Silas, they pray. It wasn't Paul and Barnabas. You know that song? What happened to Barnabas? They fought. Oh? They fought. And so the first time I preached on this, three years ago, I said, that simply tells you that even if the Holy Ghost tells you that this is your partner, we we'll go still fight. <laughs> Spiritual gifts will not suspend growth process. If you don't know conflict resolution... You will, <laughs> you will still learn it <laughs> I don't know why my wife is laughing <laughs> you will still learn it sometimes you get the way the thing will do you, you forget title say Emmanuel let's sit down let's talk <laughs> that's, that's marriage amen No, is house. <laughs> you know, they won't treat you like invited guests in your house. You want a guest minister. I see they ought to not go talk. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, for example, I'm not saying that. I... My wife, huh? Does she look like someone that can quarrel? <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> Please, this is very important. So, one day I was thinking, ah, I was saying Pastor Adiboye's story, wait till, wait oh, wait oh. When they got married, neither of them was born again. So, how did she know, how did he know that she was the one? You don't understand. <laughs> neither of them, they were not born again. This perfect couple that you admire, they were not born How then did he choose? He just chose a lady that had home training, that had sense, that was that, you know. And that's that's Bible choice. Right? Many of you don't know that all the patriarchs of faith, they married in ordinary ways. One day um, David was driving in his chariot, that's where the song started. <laughs> you don't know that song by Dom How Why are you laughing? Oh, and I know they hear music anyway. So, <laughs> why do you laugh? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know? <laughs> so, it was, it was, child, yeah. He yeah. was in the chariot, he saw one babe. Eh! Say so, Join me. Marriage. <laughs> I'm not saying you should be like that. <laughs> but the point is, Married in ordinary ways. Come on, are you with me? Ordinary ways. So that, some of you, that's why you even make wrong choice because you are choosing like you want to start ministry. <laughs> <laughs> it's prayer for her. So do you must you marry him? Because it's, can't you pray together as brother and sister? I'm saying there must be. More natural reasons. Don't spiritualize it. It's fine. <laughs> say it with your chest. It's okay. God is okay with it. The angels not say ew. You no. Know? It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Don't lie. She's fine. And then so toast well. Don't say thou. Say uh, you fine. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Talk well. <laughs> So use common sense. Ask questions. Where are you going? This career path? How will it work? How do we raise children? How will You plan well. Are you listening to me? Yes, Ask questions. Let me tell you this one also: You don't need divine leading for your career path. You heard it from a pastor. Pray for it. Expect it. Don't misquote me. I said expect it. What did I say? Pray for it. The Bible says, in all your ways acknowledge him. But don't sit down because God did not say anything. Don't sit down. The Bible says, in all labor, there is what? Profit. Get your hands busy. Get your hands busy. In this generation, we are too emotional. I don't like math. Nobody scores you for liking it. They score you for knowing it. Nobody will say, two plus two is four. Ah, but you didn't really put your feelings in it. So, <laughs> no, nobody cares. Learn to be a man. You don't have to like the job. If it's legal, you hunger never wire you. I don't really know. Do you understand? You don't, you don't have to. It's work. It's not hobby. Do you understand? And thank God for people who are able to merge, you know, pleasure and work. Not everybody has that luxury. Are you listening to me? Not everybody has that luxury. So learn grit, learn determination, learn learn to just put in the work. And let God, you know, bless you, guide you, you know. The Bible says do business. Are you aware the Bible says that? So that you won't lack. There's a, there's a spiritual ordinance. It says he that does not work he must not eat. So your prayer for divine provision will not work based on that biblical principle. You get up while you are praying for that dream job. Open your mind. Open your mind. Just get exposure. Go go and volunteer. You are waiting for God, waiting for divine intervention. But listen, even if it's five years after, you eventually get that dream opportunity. And they look at your CV, vacant. In the past five years while you were waiting, you didn't add any certification. You didn't improve yourself. That might be a minus. Please don't be like that. Come on, are you with me? Get your hands busy. Get responsible. So listen, when you've prayed from your heart, from your spirit, and you don't hear anything, you know what you do? You rise up and you take the most responsible and legal step. That's what you do. Except if the Lord categorically tells you, pipe down, don't do anything. Rise up and take the most responsible and legal step. Look around you, some people just with sheer determination are doing so well. Because there is already a blessing on all men, spiritual or not. Be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish the earth. Act on that word. That's already a matching order. God need not say anything extra. He said be fruitful. Replenish the earth. Walk this earth. Walk the soil. Bring out gold from it. Bring out resources from it. Learn how things work. Exploit the creation of God, discover treasure, apply yourself. There is already an instruction on that. God need not give you any special, specific word for your career. That's it, that's the word right there. (laughs) You'll be waiting for confirmation. That's it. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. Subdue it. It's a different mentality to try to pass exam, and to try to subdue the air. It's a different mentality. I want to know this subject well so that when you want to call anybody in this field, must mention my name. It's a different mentality entirely. Try that and see if you will lack. The problem is you've trained for survival. So at your skill level, there's too many people. You are too replaceable. That's the problem. It's not a prayer point. You're just too replaceable. You are not indispensable. When you separate yourself through labor and exertion and your skill becomes rare, see if you will need to pray. When a pagan king says, there is nobody in this kingdom upon whom the spirit of the Holy God dwells. We have discovered by observation that an excellent spirit is on you. When you step into that level. See. See if you would you will be out of job for one month. And that's where the competence part comes in. Some of us, subconsciously, our desire for divine leading has made us lazy. Do huh. you don't understand what I'm saying? You are waiting for this spiritual utopia to just take you out of your misery. You are so much in the future, you are not looking at the present. You have not exerted yourself well. Is that not what we do? In the classrooms, we rub our pencil, our biro, ororo, and rukayat is still flogging all of us. Can we say the truth or not? You tie too. Example, you still have 30 over 100. <laughs> that's dismantled. That's not mantled. That, that, you, you know, you you still. So uh, eventually you're going to have to sit down and know the subject. You are a slow learner. It's not a curse, it might be an advantage. There are some jobs that people like you are better at. If you, are, if you take an editing job, for instance, because you are not fast, it might just be an advantage for you. So in exams, if other people need to read the book once, you read it seven times. Read it seven times. But we like to cut corners. You don't want to study. You know, you will now. Two hours to the exam, speedy assimilation, speedy assim- <laughs> Lord. Lead me to where to read. Lead me. That's your your understanding of divine leading. Laziness. That's laziness. It's not divine leading, it's laziness. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. Uh-huh. You must come to a point where you say, I have more understanding than my teachers. More, understanding. that's that's that that one, it takes labor, not just grace. Hallelujah. Have you learned anything? Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline. 08099967000 blessings